0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, we remember that we are still in the, you know, if you take a look at our calendars, we pay attention to what's going on in those church calendars that we receive from the church each year. We remember that we are still in the season of Kaddish of the sanctification of the church, which is a beautiful time. Again, pay attention to those prayers. It's the church that leads us to Jesus. It's the church that leads us to Christ. It's the church that leads us to salvation. It is the end of the year in our calendar. Right before Subah, right before Advent begins. And we begin to prepare our hearts for Christmas. So again, always pay attention to those, cha- those changes in the prayers that happen each week. And the Mass, and the opening Psalm, and all those things, right? Beautiful, beautiful prayers if we really reflect on. In today's Gospel, we see Jesus in anger, right? We see Jesus in anger. He goes down to the Temple. Here it is. The Passover is finally here. And Jews from all over the world are coming to Jerusalem in order to worship God. They truly believe that God here dwells in the temple, the highest point of Jerusalem. And if you go, if you ever go to if you ever have the, the opportunity to go to Jerusalem, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful place, the Temple Mount. Right which now today is destroyed. It was destroyed I think around, you know, in the year 70, a few maybe 30, 40 years after the death of Jesus. The Romans destroyed But yet, the Western Wall is still there, and Jews still regard it as one of the holiest places in Judea. So here are Jews from all over the world, and they're going. They're going to visit the temple in order to offer sacrifices to God. Now, the old way of offering sacrifices to God meant that generally you would go there, you would pay a temple tax. You would pay a tax and everyone just kind of owed to the temple, and everyone understood it, and they would give money to the temple, and this is how they would worship as Jews, that was just one it. And in order to use any sort of money in the temple, in order to use anything, what you could not use, let's say you come from Greece, you're a Jew from Greece, you're using this money from Greece, and you want to pay the temple tax. The temple won't take your tax. Why? Because the money has the face of, let's say, Caesar on it, or like some sort of God, right? And so it's considered impure. It's considered unclean. And so the only way you could pay this tax was if you converted this money into shekels, into the Jewish currency, the currency of Israel. And so there would be money changers there, but the money changers, after a while, realized, hey, listen, they have to pay this tax. You know, I can just kind of charge a little extra. Charge a little extra for this conversion fee, right? And they would do that over and over again. Suddenly, it becomes not about worship, but about material things. Suddenly, it becomes a distraction. Suddenly, instead of just allowing people to worship God, the temple becomes a different thing. It becomes a place where we concern ourselves with worldly material things. He even looks at those who are selling the sheep and the oxen, and he realizes, again, the other thing you have to do as the Jews during the Passover When you visit the temple, you have to offer a sacrifice. You have to offer an animal that the the temple priests say, this is a pure animal, this is a, a good animal to sacrifice because it's an animal without blemish, it's perfect in every way, and it costs money. In a certain sense, it's costly. It's not just like if you have a sheep, a flock of sheep, right? It's not just any sheep will do. It has to be the best sheep of that flock. And so the temple priests begin to really kind of inspect each sheep. And they say, this one is good, this one is bad. This animal is good, good to sacrifice, and this one is not good. They have to offer something costly. They have to offer something that's pure. Keep this in mind. We're going to go into why it is that we go to church. Why it is, what's the theology behind the Mass? And it might get kind of tedious at times, but stick with me. Stick with me. I promise it will be a short holiday, right? Oh, not go too long, right? Good. When we see today Jesus driven by anger, He's not driven just by anger. What's He driven by? It's a passion. They remember, the disciples remember, that it was written in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, that when Jesus does come, when the Messiah does come, it says, zeal for my Father's house will consume. He has this passion. This passion for each and every one of us—if we remember one key fact, one key fact that Saint Paul and Jesus tried to drill in our heads—our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. If our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, what does that mean exactly when we do pray, when we do come to church? You see, no longer are we stuck in the days, right, where Saint Paul says, no longer are we stuck in the first reading, rather the second reading, if we heard Saint Paul. No longer are we stuck in animal sacrifices. You know there aren't like live goats out in front of the church where you can kind of just grab a sheep or grab kind of like a little pigeon and you're going to sacrifice it to God today. No, you're not. You're not going to come up to the altar. You're not going to you know cut the sheep's throat and you're going to whatever. You're not going to sacrifice animals anymore like they did in the days of old. Jesus has changed it. Jesus has changed it. Whenever we come to Mass, what we have to understand is this, and this is why I tell us. We have to be able to prepare our hearts. We have to be able to prepare our hearts for Jesus each and every week. The most important thing you will do each week is Mass. That is the cornerstone. That is the foundation of our life. The very foundation of our life is what we do here today as Christians. What does that mean? If Jesus has declared us to be temples of God, if Jesus has declared us to be temples of God, When we come to Mass, what happens is basically this, right? The priest stands at the altar and he offers the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, to God on behalf of the people. On behalf of the people, Jesus is offered to God. It's crazy. It's a beautiful thought. It is the perfect sacrifice. There is no more of a perfect sacrifice. All God requires of you. When you come to Mass, is to offer Him, in turn, your own sacrifice. Your own sacrifice is your heart, your soul, your life. That's why Jesus places such an emphasis on us becoming holy. So that when we do come to Mass, we offer Him a heart that is pure. Offer Him a heart that knows who God is offers Him a heart that loves Him. When Jesus today, when we hear in the gospel that He flips these tables, that He becomes angry. Why is He angry? He's angry because each and every one of us has distractions in their own temples. We have distractions in life that keep us away from Him. That keep us away from correct worship. That keep us away from praying to Him. And Jesus says, Don't let those distractions become your temple. Have your temple geared towards me, not towards the things of this world. That is what he wants from you. Jesus wants to declutter your life. Because right now, there's always clutter in our life. There's always things in our life that keep us away from God, that keep us away from truly seeing who He is in our life, that keep us away from really worshipping Him, right? A lot, of us, a lot of times we pray and we say, you know, I talk to God every day, I'm good. Maybe sometimes once in a while I do a rosary, whatever it might be. Are we cluttering our hearts though? Aren't our hearts cluttered with other things? Do we truly say, hey, I'm going to make the Lord's day, Sunday, a holy day? I'm going to make it a family day. I'm going to make it a day where maybe I, I stay away from the phone. Maybe I stay away from the distractions. Last week, by the way, when I mentioned the phones, you know, I, I mentioned the, the attention span, right? The attention span of, for example, attention span of 20 years ago was about 12 seconds for a human, which is very normal. And then after the phone, what? After the phone, after the instruction of the cell phone, it becomes 7 seconds. Average attention span of a goldfish? 9 seconds, right? And I saw some, some kind of parents looking at their kids, and I even saw some kids looking at their parents, which is funny, right? Everyone's kind of judging each other, right? But it's true. The cell phone is just full of distractions, and a lot of times we make it our God, and we cannot not sit in silence with God. Jesus today is asking you to disrupt your life. To disrupt your life, to allow Him to turn the tables in the temple of your own hearts so that you can see what's truly important, so that you can truly reflect on Him, If that means, for example, going to Mass a little bit early, you know, how are we on Sundays? Do we struggle to make it to Mass? Or do we come maybe 20 minutes, half an hour early to just pray and sit with God in silence? How seriously do we take the Mass? That's what God is asking us to do. How seriously do we take our daily prayer time with God? How seriously do we just sit down and say, Lord, I dedicate this time to you. Let me sit here in silence With you. Let me understand who you are. Let me understand those tables, those things in my heart that need to be disrupted so that I can follow you ever more closely. Jesus wants only one thing from you during this Mass. A lot of times as Chaldeans, you know, we think... Each and every time we go to Mass, we have to receive Communion. If we don't receive Communion, what's the point of going to Mass? Maybe we're in sin or whatever it might be. Then what's the point of going to Razi if, if I'm not pure of heart, right? Things like that. No, Jesus still wants you here at Mass. You don't have to receive Communion each and every time you go to Mass. You just have to make it to Mass. You just have to offer your heart and sacrifice to God. You must offer your sacrifice to God. In the same way, when the priest offers the Eucharist, when, it, when he offers the Eucharist, you are in a similar, similar way offering your heart to God and say, Lord, here's my heart. It's pure. Or maybe even if it's not pure, Lord, I'm working. I'm working. I understand that the church is not some sort of a country club for saints. But it's a field hospital for sinners. I understand that. Lord. All I desire in life is you and I'm working towards it. Jesus will take that. He'll take that, He'll take your intentions, and He'll transform your heart. All He wants is you to try. All He wants is your heart. All He wants is you to ask for the grace to change. You to ask for the help to change. He's asking for you. He's asking to be with you. So, My brothers and sisters, we reflect today, how is it that Jesus is asking you to make an extra effort to rearrange your, your prayer life? to rearrange your schedule, to rearrange the things that are truly important in your life so that you can better worship Him. That's what He's asking you each and every day, and that's the reason why we're preparing our hearts each and every day, so that when we get to Sunday Mass, we're able to offer God a more perfect heart. That's what He wants for you, a more perfect heart that follows Him, a heart that is trying. Jesus wants to overturn these distractions. He wants to overturn these tables in your heart you have to allow Him inside. You have to allow Him into your heart. We can't just allow Jesus into our heart and say, Lord, don't go in there. There's, there's some distractions there. Don't go in that room, my heart. Or don't go in that room, my heart. But allow Him to shine His light in every room of your heart. Allow Him to shine that light in the temple of our heart so that we can turn more and more towards Him. Amen?